The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. He of the Dublin Institute for Advanced Studies. And he has, after a lifetime of service in terms of astronomy and research, has just been appointed as an Irishman, I think maybe the first, President of the European Southern Observatory Council, ESO. Never heard of it before, so we're going to find out about that. It's an intergovernmental organisation that designs, builds and operates some of the most powerful observatories, telescopes to you and me, including the very large telescope in Chile, no less. Professor Tom, you're most welcome. First of all, tell us who are the ESO? Oh, the ESO is actually um, a grouping of European countries together. There are 16 member states, including Ireland, since 2018. And the idea is that we group together, pool our resources and build some of the largest instruments for uh, exploring space in so, the world. So what is this this Yokomajig in Chile? Oh, so the... Big, big project we have at the moment is rather prosaically called the Extremely Large Telescope, the ELT. Oh, right. Well, that's very and simple, what it says on the tin. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Now, yeah, ESO, European Southern Observatory, does not tend to name telescopes after famous people. Okay. Just in case a number of years down the road, something will be discovered. And, mm. Wait uh, till someone gives you 50 million and you'll name it after him or her. But well, anyway. <laughs> that, that would be different. That would be different. So, so, so what's the point of having these telescopes? OK, so these telescopes are really pushing the edge of science. For example, with the Extremely Large Telescope, which will be completed in 2028, we'll be able to image Earth-sized planets around nearby stars, and that'll be a first. But more important than even imaging them, we'll be able to study their atmosphere. So the idea is, of course, to look for signs of habitable uh, planets elsewhere in the universe. And ultimately, it's the drive towards finding out whether we're alone or not. Tell us the technology in the telescope. I mean, how many miles is it between... What planet are we talking about? Mars or...? Oh, well, so we're talking about planets that are something the order of 100 light years away. Now, what 100 light years means is that light... What's that in kilometres? Exactly. Uh, Light travels at 300,000 kilometres a second, right? So if you translate that... A second into a year, yeah. Into a year and then 100... Light years, for example. Right. I wouldn't start from here then. No. (laughs) No, no, no. So so, uh, just tell me, how how is... What's in the mirrors and the telescopes okay, that makes so, it so powerful? Yeah, but it's an enormous telescope. I mean, to give uh, the listeners an idea of the size of the ELT, the dome itself is as big as the Colosseum in Rome, but even higher. And so we're building this in the Atacama uh, Desert up in the Andes in Chile. So this would be the biggest and best telescope in the whole this world? This will be the biggest and best telescope in the whole and, world. And is it functioning at the moment or under construction? No, it's under construction. At this point, we're halfway through. And so uh, during my presidency of the council, um, what we're doing is obviously pushing that forward. It is more or less on time and amazingly enough, more or less on budget as well. Okay. Well, now, my, my cynical mind, Tom, says, you know, that and two euros will get you a cup of coffee in uh, insomnia. In other words, what are the benefits to ordinary people? Right. Well, first of all, yeah, actually, it's interesting you say about the, the two euro for a cup of coffee. 
first of all, the cost, because people wonder about the cost of this. But this telescope, in terms of cost, is equivalent to about uh, a very cheap co- cup of coffee once in 20 years for your average European. Okay, okay when you so put it across that spectrum of people... But it's, it's affordable. Yeah. Exactly, it's affordable. No, but, 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 but what I was talking was, you know, a lo- we, we had Ruth in yesterday from Sounds Foundation Ireland about dolphins and their noses and, and so on. It's the application of what you learn. So if you find there's vegetation on this planet or there's water on this planet, but it's a long way away and I probably won't be going there. Do you know what I mean? What benefit, what does it tell us about atmospherics? Well, I mean, obviously, by studying other planets, we actually start to understand our own planet and our own solar system much, much better. I mean, when you consider just over 20 years ago, we didn't know about any other planets in the universe other than the ones in the solar system. Now we know there are thousands and thousands out there. So next time one of your listeners is looking up at the stars... The Milky Way. The Milky Way and looks at some star, there's about a 50% chance that star is surrounded by um, a host of planets rather like So you're saying system. that you, you might look through your telescope and see that there's, there's humans out there? No, 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 no. No, he's enough here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and even more, Ivan, sometimes I'm not even convinced there's intelligent life on Earth. But <laughs> well, I've come to that conclusion a long time ago in Ireland anyway. OK, right. Uh, so, 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 no, but uh, I, I get the fascination with the solar system. And I actually don't understand infinity. You know, if there's a wall, what behind the wall and so on. I just can't get my head around infinity. Can you help me with that? Yeah, well, yes, getting your head around infinity is very, very difficult, I know. But we, um, as astronomers, are kind of used to the enormous distances and also the fact that we're looking back in time. And that's another thing that the ELT, the Extremely Large Telescope, will do. It look back towards uh, the Big Bang that created the universe, we'd be able to detect very, very um, faint and new stars and galaxies and how they formed. And obviously that's another driver. But, you know, behind all of this, in the end, we have a lot of highly sophisticated technology. And that technology also translates to what we do on Earth. For example, the telescope itself will use what's called adaptive optics. And it's a very fancy term for controlling the whole telescope mirror. That was developed in astronomy, but is now used by eye specialists looking at the back of your retina um, to try and get a really highly focused image. Because your eye jumps around in the same way that the stars jump around from, as viewed from the Earth. The twinkling so at the stars. If, if, you're, if you're Ireland's answer to Patrick Moore, and as a kid, I think you had your own telescope at the age of five and so on. Riddle me this then, a smart guy, a professor, Tom. All this knowledge you've learned, does it teach you that astrology is a load of bullshit? Does it teach you anything about religion? Uh Yes, to be to be uh, your own opinion controversial. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean I think astrology is a load of bull. Okay. Yes, but uh, does it teach you about religion? Well, I mean I you think know what happens to us when we die. Is there is there something deeper out there? Well, it certainly teach, teaches me 
and I think a lot of other people that the universe is an extremely complex place, that there's a lot out there that we don't know. And uh, we are certainly driven to try and find out more about what is out there and how unique we are. The final thing I want to ask you is we hear a lot about space travel. Surely space travel has displaced the telescope. Oh, absolutely not. No, no. Uh, There's certain things um, that can only be done from space. For example, the other big project that I'm involved with is the James Webb Space Telescope replacement for the Hubble Space Telescope or successor. And a lot of the science can only be done from space using an observatory in so space. So they're complementary. But the other things can only be done from the ground. Well, congratulations uh, to Professor Tom Ray on your achievement of becoming president of the European Southern Observatory Council. A fascinating uh, uh, insight into so many things and thanks for putting up with my idiot questions. Uh, and we look forward to hearing Thank more you. from this massive, uh, largest telescope in the world from Chile. Still to come on the show... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.